0: I'm going to start by asking the open question of what is inclusion. So inclusion is about creating spaces for different people um, because not necessarily one size fits all, and it can be the physical space. You know, I'm a wheelchair user, so. What would work for some people may not work for me, but also it could be um, just being aware of people with autism who have sensory differences, Mm -hmm. um, creating spaces which are inclusive for them. Um, People have different learning styles, perhaps different technology to address those different learning styles, subtitles on videos. Um, It's a very long answer, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But it's just thinking, how can we make this as inclusive as possible to suit different people? Yeah. rather than
1: one size
0: fits all. fits all. Yeah. I have a
1: problem with the word inclusion. Okay, yeah. Um, and the reason why I have a problem with the word inclusion is, is it's bringing people in to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I prefer collaboration and representation, mm-hmm. especially in what we're doing because we're creating something new. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to include people in something new. I want to represent them and collaborate with them to create something that's new for everybody.
2: I think it's really interesting in different situations that... Mm. But- is making sure at the most basic level that you've allowed everybody to exist in the same place on the same terms mm-hmm. so an mm. example of this would be um i'm a, was I'm a single parent, and we used to always have a little bit of tension when they used to have a very early Monday morning meeting at my work, and my nursery wouldn't open till eight, and I'd literally be outside my nursery waiting for another parent to arrive on the horizon so I could literally throw my child at yeah. them and then run to this what meeting. What time did the meeting start? I think it was half eight, but it's really difficult to <gasps> yeah. get across central London at that time in the morning. Yeah. Um, but it was also just, you didn't need it to be that time. No. No, it was just a convenience for anybody that had wives at home. Yeah. Because obviously they all did. <laughs> You're like, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of, that's a basic example. It's more yeah. structured, I think. Yeah. Because obviously I think belonging is how you describe how you feel included. Mm. Yeah.
0: What do you think makes an inclusive leader? I think it's someone who listens. Um, someone who takes on feedback and learns from mistakes Um, someone who has empathy and um, is free from judgment as well.
1: Somebody that recognises people's brains Mm -hmm. and their spirits and their talents above everything else, that nothing else counts.
2: Somebody that considers uh, and listens to people's lived experiences within their teams. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's really important because our structures at the moment mean that there's a definitely majority type Mm of People from a certain background who are in control of companies. Mm-hmm. And one only has to look at the FTSE 100's leadership for that. So if they're making all their decisions based on what's suitable for them, then they're ignoring the majority. And we are actually, everybody that isn't in that type, are actually a majority yeah. in this country um, of needs. And that could be everything from... Being, uh, say, Muslim at certain times of the year for Ramadan, yeah. to having a disability, that, you know, just making sure that we can all do our job to the best of our ability without actually who we are getting, being structurally in the way. Yeah. Because you
0: won't actually include us. How do you build a sense of belonging in your team or in your environment? A sense of belonging. I always think that, you know, fitting in is actually quite exhausting it's trying to conform it's like being a square peg in a round hole whereas true belonging um you know fitting is in is a hollow substitute for true belonging true belonging is about people there's a phrase bringing your whole self to work where you're not compartmentalizing aspects of your life because you feel shame or judgment but sometimes we need to bring our whole selves to work it's having giving a safe space for people to have mm-hmm. that psychological safety to say this is who I am whether it's disabled or not this is what I need can you help me out here being able to have people to have that dialogue to make it safe for them that's how you create I mean there's lots of things you can do to, mm. to have there's not just one silver bullet to help create that sense of belonging, but. That is what people need to have is is feeling secure and safe that they will not be judged or stigmatized as a result of sharing an aspect of their life which is relevant to work.
1: By allowing absolutely everybody a voice, mm-hmm. um, everybody is allowed to challenge me. You know, if I, you know, I I'm the main voice. I'm doing the main writing, and you know, we're in a startup, so I'm doing all the work. Yeah, um, you know, it's like, um, but. Everybody that's part of the project knows that they can knock on my door and go, Jane, that's I think you should do it this way or that yeah. way. I think being absolutely open, collaborate it's like you know, being open that there isn't a hierarchy, this is a matriarchy. We're all here to. We're not you're not following me you're following the idea, yeah, and I think for us it's like you know the the movement is what's important, not Jane the leader um you know it's like so we all want to make sure that what we're building here is a value for all women, not you know create some business that makes you know a founder
0: mm.
1: again i don't want I don't want a yacht, I mm. want women to be employed. Mm. As somebody that definitely felt on the
2: outside for a long time. Yeah. I think listening is really important, taking feedback. I think everybody having a sense of exactly what their role is as Mm -hmm. well. And then it's just making sure we work. I mean, we have a small team. It's very, very flexible. Yeah. So it's kind of making sure you can fit in with how that they've got lives first. We're there second. And actually, if you want to get the best out of somebody, it's about trying to give them the best time at work while yeah. they're having the ability to still live their best life I always give the, the example of generally, as you know obviously there's lots of different intersections my intersection is just being a woman who's not that posh, so yeah that's one, I haven't got any others yet, <laughs> oh oh yeah being a mum oh yeah that's it, but when I always had to walk towards the boardroom I felt as if I had to do a couple of roly polies limbo in, there were so many hoops I had to jump through before I sat down and made a point whereas like Paul or Dave would just walk in and make his point yeah. and you're like The energy it took me to, as you say, mask or code or Mm. however you want to describe those things we have to do to appear how they want us to appear, Mm. it's just exhausting, actually. No, it really is. Yeah.
0: How do you share your unique identity with others and why is this important to you? My unique identity? Well, I... I'm so much more than a wheelchair user, even though it's a massive part of my life because I have to get into spaces that work for me. Mm -hmm. um, People tend to have an idea of... My identity seems to be a disabled person, according to people who don't know me, because that's probably the first thing they see, which is understandable. But it's the way in which they liaise with me. Rather than saying hello, it could be an innocent comment like, oh, speedy, oh, got a licence for that, oh, don't drink and drive... It's just constant. It's like, oh, God, this is boring. So I'd rather my identity, you know, say hello, find what have you got in common, that that, rather than othering me and making me feel so different. I know I'm different anyway because I do things differently. I operate in a different way. But I think um, it's rather than this being seen as the be-all and end-all, my disability, there's so much more... You know, I'm a mixed-race person, so I'm quite aware of racial issues. I'm interested in all sorts of podcasts. I share my identity. If someone just goes straight to the disability, I'll probably find something... I'll probably change the subject in a subtle way Mm. and find something that we have in common that we can talk about, and that's how I can share my identity. It's a way of saying, you know what, that's not all there is to me, and we don't need to be stuck on this subject. Yeah, it may come up my disability you know but not initially mm. there's no need straight away to go straight in for it so I'll share my identity by finding what we've we got in common really
1: i am one of the, f- the few female creatives over the age of 50 mm-hmm. you know it's like there are a lot of us around the world um i'm a single mother i'm a survivor you know, it was like the things that you know. Everybody's sort of like, when it is your life autobiography coming out? <laughs> yeah. because we Really, you know. Simon, it like, I want to pre-copy. That, <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think it's lack of fear it's like or no it's not like a fear it's having fear and acting anyway yeah Um, you know it's like even though things can seem really horrendous it's like no I'm still not going to be afraid to push myself out there I'm not going to be afraid to put my voice out there I'm not going to be afraid you know it was like I went to a do the other day and it was like a CMI I wanted to meet was there and it was like I'm just like gonna go for it go go for it it's like not having fear to go for it why is that important to you now um, because I think I held myself back for so long, worrying about what other people thought, or oh, would they think I was a bit pushy if I go up and speak to them, and mm. oh, is that my place? And you know, it was like I think you know so much. I've, I I imposed so many restrictions on myself, and it was like you know. And I think I want to teach other people don't put those restrictions on you. You know, it was that. Like, yeah. Uh, we went to a gig the other day, and my daughter was there, and she'd done a cover of the the artists was there, and it was the end of the gig. I got the cameraman, and I was like, oh look, my daughter. Just on this. Please. Cover. Yeah. You know, could you, you know, and anyway, it turned out that she managed to get a note to him and she was like really excited. And it was like, and I just sort of said, you've got to have the guts to do that. I said, the worst that can happen is, is that man thinks I'm a nutty old woman and he yeah. throws the piece of paper away. Yeah. I said, you know, the best or, that can happen yeah. is, you know, I said, what's the best that can happen? She was like, oh my God, you know, da 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 yeah. da, 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 da And so, you know, I think we stopped doing even really, and especially as English people, we're so afraid of being seen as, you know, what would they think of us? Yeah it's getting to that point where it's like really i'm I gonna go for what i want and i'm gonna approach the people that i need to make that happen yeah and and if they and, and if they don't react then they're not the people that are going to make it happen i'll go and find the next one yeah yeah what's the worst that can happen? what's what's the worst of bringing somebody up go hey can we have a cup of tea yeah
0: our final question is what is diversity diversity is see I think there's a misconception about diversity I think people just think about it in terms of minority groups and mm-hmm. I think that's where people get um, oh you know why is it about minority groups only mm-hmm. and, and there, there can be an exclusion of people who don't fit into those boxes necessarily mm-hmm. um, so I think diversity is about different people wh- wh- however you identify mm-hmm. um, and I think also there's such a thing as intersectionality. You know, I am both a woman, I'm disabled, and I'm mixed race. I have multiple identities. So it's not putting people into separate boxes. Diversity is about the whole person, about, mm. you know, how you you may have multiple identities. Um, so I think diversity, we have to have a more nuanced discussion about it rather than just pigeonholing people.
1: Isn't that just... Life? Isn't it just like reality? Yeah. It's like, you know, I look around and I see, I, I want to see the places where I work look like the streets I work on, walking. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, in my industry, it was like, again, it's like we've lost so much. It mm-hmm. was like when I started in the industry, we all had a free education. Uh, and the ones that got into advertising were like the, the kids at the back of the class, the smartasses, the ones that went to art school as a, as a, as a, as a, as a a skive, Mm. that all of a sudden found they had this incredible skill of being able to communicate in a different way. And, you know, my my first job, uh, I was the first girl in the creative department and my copywriter was black and disabled. Mm. It was like, you know... There didn't seem to be that there seemed to be a great move towards it in the 80s, yeah. That all of a sudden just sort of disappeared again. Mm. Um, and so now here we are in the you know 2020s, actually fighting for diversity. And it was like, well, who dropped the ball? Where, where did it stop? And it, you know, it came down to you know, they had to pay for getting university. Um, you know, it's like mm. now to get into the industry, you've got to do an internship, of course, which of course, only pretty much you know middle class white kids can afford yeah um and so there's been too many barriers of entry yeah to uh, creative departments used to be full of working class kids yeah they, they, they were the class clowns the idiots the you know you know, look at Dave Chopp. It was like, Mm. you know. So, yeah, it's got a bit vanilla. It's got a bit – and it's very bro. You know, digital came in and it was like, oh, girls don't know tech. You know, it got very bro-like. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, I think we need to get – we need to take it back to the good old days (laughs) where, you know, there were good old work – where where people got in there because of their personalities. Yeah. And their senses of humour and the way their brains worked. Yeah um you know regardless of what color the skin were were what 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 their sexual orientation was mm. you know it's like yeah it needs to, we need to get back to that